But those of us that collect the 63s are looking for lots. And part of what we hope to find is a mixture of within the lot, because if somebody says they have 125 postcards and you look and there's every fifth one is a jello it's like there could be some really good stuff in there exactly exactly. no i bought up all this if you want to if you get some time in the future and you want to do a 61 episode i I do want to tackle that with somebody and you might be an excellent candidate for that and if we get into that i definitely want to give a big shout out to to gavin riley yeah i don't know if you ever knew him but i I knew him pretty well and i visited saw his collection he was in the la area but was very helpful to me and super knowledgeable about all that stuff and so i picked his brain a bunch and i and his collection was impeccably displayed and it's since now been been sold and broken up but so if you want to do that just let me know and we'll we can carve out something if you're if you get another window of opportunity yeah i've heard of gavin riley and i know that don maybe dan maybe actually says that he learned a lot of what he learned from that they collaborated a little bit. I don't have to have the expert, Rick, because that's... I understand, yeah. You're approachable and your people can vicariously walk through your experience. True. And in some ways, it's maybe better. You don't want to get lost in the trees and miss the, miss, miss the forest. And you're trying to appeal to a broad base. And so I get that, but I also want to be respectful to the people. I don't want to come across as well, the guy that's been doing this for three to five years. And now I... There's people that know so much more than me. I want. I just want to be respectful to those. That's why I brought up Dan maybe and just said, you know, this guy's the guy that really should do this conversation. And then he chose not to. And I, I thought it was interesting because I thought for sure that what he said was, I thought it's exactly what you want to talk about was the history. <laughs> but again, but if you want to get bring Ken in, like I said, if you're the you're if you're the conduit, I, the, the beauty of this uh, Zoom is it's easy to do three way as long as we can uh, do some hand signals to make sure everybody gets a chance to speak their mind. If you want to do something like that, that's great. Like I said, I just, I'm enjoying doing this. If I'm doing a daily podcast, I got a thousand episodes. That yeah. I do. So I'm not going to run it. I definitely am going to cover all the post sets and 60, like I said, doing them all together. I just push back from that because it's just too much in there. And 61s, like I said, that's a set I, I aggressively collected. Well, I think that's a really interesting set too, because there's some, again, weird little idiosyncrasies with the only 196 can actually be obtained on boxes. And so right there, whether that was, whether that was a purposeful, let's leave four off and make it harder, or whether it was because I've read other speculation that it was just that they, for whatever reason, weren't quite ready to put them out and then they came out later. But anyways, we don't know all the answers to why those things happen, but it did make the collections interesting because you can't get some of them on boxes. And then there's obviously many that you can't get on the team sheets but i thought even that's an interesting picture of these kids saying i want the collection but i can't get this guy and i want to get eddie matthews so now i need to send in my dime and so they take the box fill out put a little check mark send in 10 cents and get the atlanta braves team with 10 cards not the full team not again so it's not complete but it's just it's to me it's a great story and that's why i think i've the more i collected these it's not because of the collection but it's, it's just a great to walk back on memory lane and collect for really pure reasons. These are, these are kids that just wanted the cards. For example, as you're aware of some of my stuff from back in the ancient history, you're a medical doctor. And if people ask your opinion, you need to, you know, be giving your opinion that's it's not specu- pure speculation. And when I was doing the price guides, I couldn't put some of my speculative theories in print in the price guide. But yeah. now as a podcaster, I can, I love speculating because I don't have the authoritative voice of this yeah. is going to be in a price guide. But like I said, I find it curious that 63, uh, everything was going great. And then 64, the plug gets pulled. Yeah. I'm sure. It's a money decision in some way, but um, just curious. Yeah. That's an interesting question. I'm sorry. I couldn't add any insight into that. Lots of people listen 
and somebody will, will write in and say, here's what I think, or here's yeah. what I know, or yeah. my uncle worked for, so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just like people say, follow the science. The science is evolving. Yeah. And, uh, and the card collecting understanding is evolving. Well, I'll get feedback and we'll, and continue the dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like I said, that for me, the 62 Jello set is what's caught my attention now just because yeah. it's so hard to get. And I gave up on it, Rick. I'm an advanced collector. I have a great collection. I got about halfway into that and I realized, and not only that, I couldn't, again, I don't, you know, I couldn't, it was 63 and 61. It seems like uh, of the post and 62 posts, you can figure out why, but every card in Jello is tougher than every in 62 than it is in 63. I think. Yeah. Uh, maybe some are easier. If, if I hadn't, if I got halfway through the set, the other half, I, I knew I was heading into territory where I really, it would be impossible to, to do the research to know what a fair price was. Yeah. But they were hugely understated for the tougher cards. Well, and they're very hard. There's such a discrepancy. There's people come up with this list of 21 short prints for that set and they'll range. You can see in the last 10 years, they've sold for $150, $200, but they also sell for $2,500. And sometimes it's, the ones that sold for 2500 there were four that sold on one day back in 2011 all for about 2500 and they weren't great cuts i just think somebody said they got a lot of money and here's four at once I'm and gonna, yeah and i'm gonna get them and and there's a guy out there right now on ebay that's essentially said if he needs it he will get it and so now the prices of there was one that just sold for 1400 again the other a few months ago gordy coleman no no name but it's you got people out there that you cannot buy this set you can go buy a 52 top set if you want, if you've got the money, but you cannot go out and buy a 62 jello set. And it's amazing. Even the people that have them, they don't want to give up the cards when it's because I think people know the ones that know what they have. And they're just like, nah, I'm just going to keep that because even, if I sell it, I can never get it again. Even if you know what you have, you can't do a fixed price. No. You have to do an auction if you have one of those tougher cards. And you better hope that the, these crazy guys with a lot of money are going to gonna bid it up. But if you put a reasonable price on it, it's probably going to sell instantly. If you put an auction on it, you may get spirited bidding. And it, it's just, and I don't like that. I don't like not knowing what the value is. That's what I've stood for in my hobby. I think, yeah, with some of these, because of the scarcity, I don't know how you'd put a number on them in a price guide because it's, it's, it can be proven wrong one way or the other so quickly. Not one way or the other. It's proven wrong. Usually more expensive, yeah. Usually it's going to go for more when it's really tougher cards.